0: Welcome back to Under the Influence Podcast. Oh, you guys, what a whirlwind this month has been. It's just been go, 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 go. I am now entering into a couple weeks of rest, which I'm so excited for, but I feel like you guys can even hear it in my voice. I'm just so tired, but we have been doing all the things. There have been so many moving parts with business, with just personal development, with Honestly, just so much good and so much movement, which is so exciting, but my body is feeling it. I can, I can tell you that. And today's episode, we get right into it. And I'm so excited for this because I interviewed Whitney Cantalona, and she just, oh, we just got on this wavelength of like talking about alignment and energy and manifestation and how that looks for you. And I just feel like it's so timely because of everything that's been going on. And for those of you that follow astrology, you'll know Saturn was in Aquarius and now it's moving into Pisces. Fact check that. I think that's what it is. But long of the short, it's basically all around this like idea of your Saturn's return. And one of the biggest things I feel like I've been seeing so much of within like my own circle is just these really monumental things happening for people, whether it's like things falling away like relationships, like businesses, like any form of thing that is no longer serving you, I feel like it's just falling away right now. But also too, I feel like people are starting to really lean into like what is aligned for them and what they want energetically and like calling that in. So I feel like we've also been seeing a ton of people looking at, you know, the quiet quitting situation, the leaving the corporate America, the getting back into corporate America, if people were freelancing, and it wasn't in alignment for them. So I just feel like there's just been big shifts all around. And I feel like I've also felt that energetically, you know, I feel like I honestly, according to my intuitive and my astrologist and my chart, I just fucking wrapped up my Saturn's return. And thank God, because mine began in 2020 and is basically ended like this astrological year. And I felt that it's been a lot guys. It's been some growth, some major growth. I mean, I would not be sitting where I am today without all that. So I'm very grateful. But your girl built some character. I'll tell you that much. So anyway, let's get back to this episode. But before we dive in, I want to talk about a really cool Thing that we're doing. So first and foremost, I always kind of call out the fact that like, you know, please leave a review. If you like the episode, please DM us, have conversations with us about the episode. And what we're seeing is that a lot of our community is DMing me. They're leaving comments. They're basically all on Instagram saying how much they like the episode, but nothing's coming over basically to the Apple podcast side or the Spotify reviews. So... We want to encourage that, and the reason why is because it actually helps the show to rank better. It helps us to expand our community, expand our reach. It also helps us to get on like top notch, awesome guests, and we really need that right now. You know, we all need that. I want to be able to be bringing as much value to you guys as possible. So, here's what we're gonna do. Each week, I'm gonna read you guys a review from someone that left a review. And I want to encourage everyone to start leaving reviews because each week I'm going to randomly be reading someone's review. And if this is your review, I want you to screenshot where you heard it in this episode, DM me and say, this was me. And you guys will be getting a $25 Amazon gift card. Yes. Every single week. I am committed to this. I am committed to the journey. I am committed to the review journey so that we can help grow the show and get that lift where we need it, as well as reach more people and bring on incredible guests for you guys. So if you guys like the show, let's do this together. Let's get you some some dollars for Amazon, baby. We all love Amazon. Come on now. And yeah, let's go ahead and get into it. Okay, guys. So Whitney Catalano is absolutely incredible. She is an intuitive and alignment coach. She basically helps with life coaching, she helps with business coaching, and she herself really went through a time where things were no longer feeling aligned. And she talks about that in the show. But one of the biggest takeaways from this entire episode is that we talk about this idea of shifting and We don't say it specifically that it's called shifting, but it's more or less like a shift of perception. It's a change in your life. It's basically moving from something that's no longer aligned for you into something that is energetically right for you. And a lot of this calls in a lot of self development work. So, a lot of looking at your scarcity mindset, your abundance mindset, your overall energy, how to move through these different things and how to really honestly kind of figure out, you know, is this my next move? Do I need to jump ship? Do I need to stay here longer? And that could be in anything, your career, your relationships, you know, friendships, anything like that. And this is specifically what Whitney does. And I know this is getting confusing. I'm not talking about myself. The guest's name is literally Whitney, which is badass. And I love, but she's just this force you guys and she just has such an incredible energy to her she's very calming and there were so many points throughout this episode where I was like I have been in this position and I can relate to what she's saying. And also she too has been in this position and relate to what she is saying. Basically we've been through it. So I highly recommend this episode for someone that is just going through it and just needs that additional support of, you know, Hey, maybe I do need to look at, energetically where I'm at? Is this still a fit? Is this something I want to be doing? And I encourage you guys to listen and enjoy and let me know. And if you need to send to a friend that's going through it, do it. Because like we're all going through shit right now. But anyway, without further ado, please welcome Whitney to the pod. Whitney, welcome to the show. We just got off recording your podcast, which Mm -hmm. is so fun. Now it's your turn in the hot seat, which I'm so excited for because you are a mindset energy girly. And for those of you know, for everyone listening to my show, they know how big of a mindset person I am and really how energy I feel like impacts everything and what you're doing. So before we dive into all that goodness, can you just give us a little background on maybe like your story and kind of what you offer? I know you work with really incredible women and you are an incredible coach, but give us a little background.
1: Yeah. So my background is really interesting. <laughs> I started, I actually never worked like a real job before. I started off working, I was a dietitian. Oh, wow eating disorder in college. And so that's why I became a dietitian. And then when I got out of college, I was like, Oh, I have an eating disorder. It's not just like dieting. That's crazy. So I became an intuitive eating dietitian, got into food freedom. And what was interesting is throughout all of this, I was never really attracted to like, here's what you're going to eat every day. Like I did not want to actually talk to people about that. I wanted to talk to people about their mindset and their relationship with food, their relationship with their bodies. And so I did that. I built a, Fairly successful business doing that because my messaging was so specific and I feel like different from what was available at that point. Intuitive eating used to be very, here are the steps and like do these things, and I was just coming at it from a very emotional, energetic place. Mm-hmm. And I I did that for a few years. Twenty twenty happened. I had a spiritual awakening. I was writing this book. And by writing this book, I mean, staring at the page of a topic that I was an expert in, staring at the page and being like, I can't do this. Wow. Burned down my business and (laughs) pivoted into like leadership, purpose, energetics, like helping people with ADHD, helping people, you know, start and grow their businesses from a really aligned place. So I talk about alignment a lot and sometimes that's such a buzzword, but I mean,
0: it's so real. So it's okay. So <laughs> I mean, let's just let's just kind of bring it back. Cause I yeah. feel like there, I don't know if do you are you into astrology? I am. Okay, great. So we know that Saturn was like in what was he in? Aquarius. Yeah. I always say it's him. I think I don't know if it's a him or her, but anyway. And yes. then it into Pisces. Mm-hmm. And then everyone started talking about like your Saturn return and how, you know, if Saturn was in X houses, you know, it, your Saturn return started in 2020. Mm -hmm. And I feel like 2020 was just like the year of awakenings for honestly, the majority of the world. Mm -hmm. So I feel like you're talking about this journey that everyone can relate to. So when you decided, let's now move into how do I help people with their mindset and their alignment energy? Where did you start? Like, how do you how did you even start? Because I remember like I went through my own journey. And I thank God I had a therapist and I had a mindset coach already. And I like just broke down and was like, okay, like, what are we doing? Give me the, give me the playbook. But they Uh gave it to me because they were already back. They were already in that. So where did you start?
1: Uh, One of the things that I knew was that a big way that I used to get clients was I would do these calls where I would talk about, you know, dieting is what you think it is, blah, 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 And then I would ask people, when you're focused on dieting, like if you were not spending all of your time and energy doing that, what would you be doing instead? And what do you want from weight loss? Like, what do you want in your life that you think weight loss will give you? Mm -hmm. And people would tell me these like really beautiful things. You know, I had people being like, I want to speak on stages. I want to start my own business. I want to do this. I want to do that. So then I ended up like with my long-term clients, I ended up helping them with all of that stuff. We talked about food and body image, like twice. And then the rest of the time, it's like, let's do all of the things that you wanted to do.
0: You know, what's so interesting is I, I interviewed a sex coach Mm. and me and her were talking. I'm like, this could be so juicy. And she's like, it's actually really not that juicy. It just comes all the way back down to personal development, (laughs) like childhood trauma. And it's really not even about the sex. It's more about like the internal side, which is very interesting that you say the same thing.
1: Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, with anything, and actually what's funny about that is I, I've found it slightly more difficult to market myself just as a mindset and like purpose and alignment coach, because it's easier to get people with what they think they want, as opposed to what they really want, mm-hmm. because people don't, are honest with themselves, you know, but 2020 was a moment where everyone was starting to get honest with themselves, including me. Okay. And I honestly just how to break down. And thank God I had this book and it was a terrible book deal. I mean, I would never sign a book deal without an agent again. So I'm really glad I went through that process because great learning experience, but I was trying to write this book. I was actually in Italy as it was shutting down, went to Amsterdam because I was like, COVID's just in Italy. It's fine. (laughs) <laughs> went to Amsterdam for a week, was like writing in a cafe. Is this was, March?
0: When is this? April. Yeah.
1: This is March 2020. Oh, like my this God. is right at the thing. So Italy is closing its borders rapidly. And I'm like, I'm in Amsterdam. It's fine. You know, our government is like, you're fine. I was like, we're fine. <laughs> so I was just writing my book in a little cafe, you know, living my like European dreams, but I wasn't actually writing anything. And I was having meltdowns about writing. Wow, And I got back to the U.S. right as the U.S. was closing its borders. And then all of a sudden we're all in lockdown and I was alone with my thoughts. Mm-hmm. And I was just sitting there, not able to write the book. Something I talk about a lot was I was like pretty heavily abusing Adderall at that time too, because I just didn't, yeah, just ADHD yeah. stuff and trying to figure that out. And even with like all the Adderall in the world, I wasn't writing this book. Yeah. wow. Which to me was really telling. And I asked for an extension. They gave me a month because they were like global pandemic, like for sure. Take it, And I still couldn't write it. And so I just called my mom one day crying. And I was like, can you give me permission to like quit this book? She was like, yeah, duh, quit the book. Like you don't need my permission. But I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. So I gave back the advance, quit the book. I think I launched my like signature program one more time that felt like it was taking all the life out of me. And then I just started burning my business down because I didn't know what else to do. There's so many mistakes that I made during this time that I would not make again. And so when I help people through pivoting, I like really have a lot of insight about how to not do it and burn your whole life down. Yeah. But it was really important for me because I felt like I was backed against a wall and I had to, I just just had to do it.
0: Wow. Yeah. So... Let's kind of lean in here for like our audience, because I feel like, again, this year is also there's so much going on with people, you know, either having jumped ship and left their job in 2020, maybe returning to more of that corporate style job. But then we're also seeing more people that are like, hey, like I can actually be a UGC creator Mm -hmm. six figures. And they're now also making the jump. Like we're seeing like this kind of like return back to the job. And then those that have stayed with it are now leaving. Yep. When we talk about alignment and we talk about things that fit what we're seeking, what does that look like, right? Because it's different for everyone. But I know that you help people more specifically for leaving like their corporate jobs or looking at their life and deciding what they want to do. Like, how do you start with them? Like, what is that? What does that look like? Like, even if yeah. even if you were gonna like ask me, what what are you doing right now? Like, how yeah. would you start with them?
1: So, there's two different types of people I help. It's people who are leaving corporate and going okay. into whatever they're creative space or their entrepreneurship. And then there's people who built businesses in like the 2017, 2018, 2019 era, where it was a lot of bro marketing, a lot of like, get your funnel together, get this, get that. And that marketing not only doesn't feel congruent for people, but has kind of stopped working in the traditional way. Like the, it's just changed so much, especially in the coaching industry. So with both people, the first thing I ask is like, what is not working And what don't you like?
0: Hmm.
1: And then what do you stay up thinking about doing? Hmm. And they always have an answer. Like people come to me, they're like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And then they always tell me like verbatim what they want to do.
0: And I'm like, so what happened to not knowing? So how do you get so then, which is so funny because you're right. I mean, like I could think of like 27 things I've always wanted to do that I'm just, I'm not doing at the moment. But like, how do you? So then, what's the next step? Yeah. Well, how do they leave? How? What happens then?
1: The next step is getting realistic. So it's, and that's tough because I used to be sure. a not. I used to be like anti-realistic, you know. Yeah. And I still am to an, a, to a sense. I think in order to work for yourself, you have to be a bit delusional. And I love that. That's, that's so a, funny. I, mean, I yeah. love that. That's a push on TikTok too. People are like, be delusional, and I'm like, yes, yeah. I agree. Yeah you have to be delusional to work for yourself because, and you have to be a little bit self absorbed to work for yourself because it requires so much.
0: I'm laughing because like, this is very true. I'm like, I mean, the amount of people that have called me both of those things. I'm like, yeah, I mean, they're not wrong. Like,
1: (laughs) Well, because when you work for yourself and we talked about this on my podcast, like when you work for yourself, you have to go through so much self-development Mm -hmm. that people don't tell you that you have to go through, but you really have to go through. And you have to, it requires you to think about yourself a lot. (laughs) It does.
0: And it's, you know, you're spot on (laughs) because like, again, we just talked about this on the other podcast. It's like someone's just holding a mirror Mm -hmm. to every one of your weaknesses yep, and just being like in front of your face 24 Mm seven. And it is something where it's like, you're right. Like, I have to get so right with myself and I have to be Whitney's number one fucking fan or else I will crumble and I will break which is yes. what also happened. Yes. And so it is it is a emotional personal development journey 1000%. Mm
1: -hmm. And so, and people don't know that, like no one warns you of that. And even if they do, you're like, okay, yeah, sure. Like it's going to be a little bit hard. It's it's scary to take that jump, especially leaving the security of corporate. It can be very scary for people. So when I, when I talk about being realistic in that next step, usually what we're looking at is what I call like the minimum viable product. I mean, that's not, I didn't obviously make that up, but the minimum viable product is very interesting. I find for like creative careers, as well as like service based businesses or coaching because it's not it's not the same as like if you were going to have a product literally it's what is the least amount of work that you have to do to get
0: start making money ooh yeah like you know what okay wait i kind of love this idea i remember mm-hmm. one time i had this i was kind of like a little bit of a nerd in high school and i took this ap class it was world history ap and i met these guys i was one of the only girls in the class mm-hmm. and they were just so brilliant. In fact, one works, works at Microsoft. I think the other one works at zoom and like, they're still to the day, just two of the most brilliant people I've ever met. And I remember asking him, his name is Matt. And he goes, I, I was like, Matt, how are you so good at like grades? Like, how, are, how are you constantly just like number one, he's Victorian. Like he was just brilliant. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I just do the bare minimum to right. get the a plus. Yeah. And I was like, And I'll never forget when he told me that. It was still one of the, to this day, like Mm -hmm. the most groundbreaking thing. And I think about that constantly. And same thing with you. I actually love that you said that because of course it seems like a no duh, like a no duh, I'm gonna do the bare minimum to whatever make money. When you relieve all the pressure of being successful or having this generating X amount of whatever, you get down to that MVP, which is so brilliant of you. And you're like, what's the bare minimum? how do I, how do I just make enough to cover, you know, my expenses plus a little bit of profit. So I'm happy and comfortable. Yes. Oh my God, that's genius.
1: And build up your confidence. I mean, I think that's a big thing too, because I, so the people that I work with for those listening. I'm, there are gonna be so many people that are listening to this that are like, oh my God, how does she know me? It's because I am you, right? Yeah. Perfectionist, overcompensate, overthink everything, self-doubt, like try to do the most all the time, have a deep fear of failing, have a deep fear of being judged, like Mm -hmm. are always worried about what people are thinking, think they need security, but are also like extremely unhappy with whatever is giving them that security. So when you have this combination of traits, starting an entrepreneurship, journey looks like, okay, I have to build my website and I have to, you know, get all these things and I've got to, you know, start a podcast and I've got to start a YouTube channel and I've got to start an Instagram. And and it's like, oh my God. So you're going to start this business in two and a half years. Got it. Yeah. That's what you're setting yourself up for. Because also if all of that is on your to-do list, you're not going to do any of it.
0: Yeah. My God, you, I wish you would have come talk to me like four years ago. (laughs) When I started the agency, I started uh event company organization. I started a podcast and I was like, this is the only way I'm gonna grow and get business. And I did, but I took on so much mm-hmm. and so many things fell through the cracks. And it was such a learning curve that I wish someone just would have been like, just make that bare minimum. Just just stay right there. You will make money. You don't have to have this huge, overcomplicated marketing PR, whatever strategy to get your name out there. You just need to literally open yourself up to your network.
1: Exactly. It's like the power of talking to people in real life about what you do is people think that you have to build the business online. And most of the people who come to me, want to build their business online, understandably. And there's a lot of power in just like tapping into your network and getting some experience, even if it's, let's say, your coach getting free, you know, coaching calls with people that you know in real life to gain some confidence and to be able to get your feet on the ground. Because the other thing that tends to happen is that when people are putting all this pressure on themselves to have all of these things figured out there's also this question of like what's my niche what if i'm not happy in my niche like what if i'm what if i pick the wrong thing what you know it's it's these like never ending what if what if what if Mm -hmm. that you don't actually have to have any of that figured out yet
0: Mm, i love that so much Get Super is an instant wellness beverage brand created by moi. So good, you won't believe it's instant. It's for those seeking convenient energy sans the jitters. That's right. We put good old-fashioned, broad-spectrum hemp CBD into our organic Arabica instant coffee. It's probably Arabica, but I call it Arabica because it sounds more fun. Get Super and our hemp extract contains all the naturally occurring cannabinoids and turpentines. We include about 20 milligrams of hemp per each stick pack to give you all the fun, calm energy, plus that true entourage effect. All the benefits without getting... Quote unquote high, as all of our products are non-psychoactive. Get Super has been featured in Forbes US Today and was named Top Startup to Watch in 2021 by Yahoo Finance. Also, you guys, Get Super has helped me with my anxiety. It helps me sleep better at night. I've mentioned to you guys my whole mental health journey. And honestly, this company was a just. Passion and project of love because of what I've gone through and what I've walked through with my own depression and anxiety. I hope that it will help you the same exact way it has helped me. So go ahead and get your 15% off by using the code under the influence 15 at checkout. That's right, under the influence 15 at checkout. let's move into energy. Yeah. Because I'm a big fan. I mean, we just kind of talked about alignment. We just kind of figuring out, we just talked about how you kind of figure out alignment. Mm -hmm. Let's move into energy. You should know this. Like I'm very spiritual, but I'm a fucking realist. Like Mm -hmm. I like two plus two is four. Like I need physical proof in everything. I am. I feel like I have just the right amount of faith to make me spiritual, but I'm very, very, very realistic. I'm also like kinesthetic. So like physical objects is how I learn and process. So when something is not physical, it is not tangible. It's really hard for me to wrap my brain around. Right. Let's talk about energy. Yeah. Because I, again, kind of thought the energy conversation, I never thought it was like bullshit, but I never really thought it was like for me Right. Until I started understanding that energy impacts the physical behavior, Mm -hmm. the words that are said, the body language, the reaction, the tone, it affects everything. For me, I had to correlate that in my brain. But for you, how do you teach people what energy means, but also to the way in which your energy impacts like your day to day life?
1: I think a really good example of this is. I'm obsessed with influencer culture. I'm obsessed with the creator culture in general. I'm always on social media. Like, I just love it. I'm really fascinated in it. And I really understand it deeply. And one of the things I always pay attention to is the people that I'm drawn to versus the people I'm not. Mm. And so one, one of the examples that I like to give is, you know, those experiences where it's been a celebrity, and this is a little bit of confirmation bias, we have to be careful with this example. But there's either a celebrity or an influence or whatever, that somewhere along the way in their journey, they're kind of exposed for not being what they position themselves as. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even talking about like, they're really bad people. I'm just talking about the little things of, you find out that maybe they aren't, what the message that they're presenting, they're not actually living that way. Yeah. In the past few years, we as consumers have become so much more sensitive to that that you pick up on someone's energy first. You can do this in real life too. You can kind of tell if someone's full of shit or not. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I mean by like energy speaks. Mm -hmm. People read your energy first and then they respond to that and they'll respond to your messaging and they'll respond to all of this. And I noticed that, I mean, I also have to look for evidence in my own life. And there's a few points of time where it really became clear to me. The first one was when I first ever started doing mindset work. I had been trying to make my business work for a year and a half. I had all these things set up, funnels, whatever. I was not doing any mindset work. I didn't even know what mindset work was in entrepreneurship. I was investing in people to teach me about Facebook ads. I was investing in people to teach me about funnels. I was doing all these things that I should not have been doing at that point in my business, but I didn't know any better.
0: And- I was just always twenty twenty. Exactly.
1: Yeah. So, And none of it was working and I was like freaking out and I was so resistant and so like, why is nothing working? Started doing this mindset work with a coach. And that was like the last money that I had. And I spent it on this coaching program because I went to a weekend that she offered and it like changed my life. I was like oh. crying over my money issues and all these things. And I was like, Oh my God, I didn't even know this was real. Like what? I'm not even kidding you. A month later, my business started to take off. Wow simply because I was now doing that work, taking time out of my day to do that sort of deep investigative work. And then what happened was as I started to burn out so the end of 2019, Mm -hmm. I, I really started to burn out, started to resent my business, but I wasn't being honest with myself yet about it. It wasn't obviously until 2020. Clients started to not come in. It was harder for me to get clients. It was harder for me to sell my programs. It was harder for me to like, like I was like, why is no one wanting to pay me? Why is no one wanting to come? It was the vibes I was giving off. Like, it
0: like, isn't that, a better isn't word. That it's you not. Know? Yeah. Because it's, so, like, okay, like again, I'm going to bring this down to like Whitney's like physical level. Yeah. But like, we study, like, if you study sales, like, if you study even like, I mean, there's, I think Dale Carnegie's can be a little controversial sometimes, but like, if you study like Dale Carnegie's, like, how to win friends and influence people. Okay. There's this level of approach that people talk about, right? Like it's fundamental. Mm-hmm. So like, even with your team, like even in your relationships, if you are coming in energetically and like you're not present, you're scared, you're, you have this chaoticness to you. Mm-hmm. It gives off, like you said, like you don't have this trustworthy safeness to you. yes, And I also started noticing that. And it's really funny that you said that because I actually hired a coach I doubled down and invested in my business and it doubled revenue. And this was in 2021, which is mm-hmm. funny because that's I, for, that's a whole nother conversation. But the other thing we were talking about was I held a lot of scare. I told you, or I kind of, I think I said this on the last podcast, mm-hmm. but I held a lot of shame and scarcity in my agency in the early years. Mm-hmm. And that was the unsureness when I would show up to clients, the fear that I had, and or just working with people that were on my team, it gave off the sense that like, I guess marketing is not safe. Like people are not safe here Mm -hmm. because Whitney doesn't feel safe and she doesn't feel supported and she doesn't feel protected. And that I think too, again, bringing it back down to a physical level can result in like actual physical behaviors, like a shaky voice, a chaotic Mm -hmm. mind, forgetfulness, anything to that nature. And I just sure. feel like that. I, I feel. I mean, I just. I'm just agreeing with you. But I just feel yeah. like there's there's so many things that actually come from not being in that aligned energy or not having that energy of like, I already know this is going to work. It's on its way to me. Mm-hmm. I have the confidence. I feel like a badass. I know what I'm doing. Like that energy is very different from like. But I can't invest. I'm not making enough money. This is so hard. I don't really know if I'm in the right space or if I'm doing the right thing. Like those are two different things.
1: Mm -hmm. And the biggest place that I find it shows up with the type of people I tend to work with. And it's funny because I've started working more with like founders and CEOs as well. And so it's slightly different, but still similar. Yeah. With solo entrepreneurs who are working online content and in your sales calls, 100% is where it shows up. Yep. Because content, you're posting what you think you should post. You're posting with this energy of, if I post this, you'll give me clients. If I post this, you'll
0: pay me. If I, you know, and yeah. it's... So that's a good one. I've never heard someone say that about content, but that makes so much sense.
1: And you can kind of feel it when someone is really
0: desperate for the sale. Yeah. I, I mean, I feel like... <laughs> You know, what's funny is, again, I held a lot of shame in, I marketing social media. Mm-hmm. And I remember, you know, here's the other thing too that I truly believe in. If something is doesn't feel good, if something is taking so much energy and time to make it happen, I truly kind of feel like it's not meant to happen. Yeah. And I'm probably going to get a lot of pushback for this, but I honestly don't care. And I honestly stand behind it. <laughs> I've gotten a lot of, questions on Eka's marketing's Instagram. Hmm. And the reason is because we do not post consistently and yet we are a social media based agency. And the reason why is because I truly feel like it was something that was just not aligned in what we were doing. (laughs) I wanted us to be more of the static imagery so people could see what we were all about and see the brands that we represented but I really didn't want to bog down myself or my team with an insane like social media strategy when it when it really wasn't serving like us. And again, I'm probably gonna get so much flack for that because it's like, well, where's your proof? Where's all your things? But if I'm being completely honest, our clients come to us knowing what we do. And I have the confidence in like the fact that if a client is coming to us and they truly know what we're about, they're really not going to care that much about our Instagram. Mm -hmm. They're really going to care about that. Like we actually have our own strategy when it comes to that. And that's what we're doing there. But also too, what we do for the client is going to look completely different. And it was also something that was just stuck and it was taking forever. And I was always unhappy with it. And I was like, you know what? I love these images. I love calling out new clients. And that's what we're going to do. We lay low and that's our strategy. But I, but I think that there's something there with like mm-hmm. the stuckness and not moving forward.
1: I could not agree more. And it's something that I emphasize a lot to people. If you're doing something and you're really pushing and you're really pushing, like there's a difference between challenging and hard. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah entrepreneurship will always be challenging. If it's not challenging, I would look at like, why, why, where are you not pushing yourself? Where are you not expanding? Hard is a different vibe. It's like, I'm bumping up against wall after wall after wall. And I talk about this too, with people in corporate who end up staying in corporate, like they don't want to go on entrepreneurship, whatever, but they hire me as a life coach because they're like, I don't know why I can't get this promotion. I don't know why I... Can't, no one recognizes me for the work that I'm doing. I don't know why, X, Y, and Z. And then when we look closer at it, it's like something slightly off. There's something wrong. You know, One, one client, it was as simple as changing departments because she hated her manager. See, there you go. But she felt like she had to be in that ma- that department because it was the department that worked really hard and w- excelled and whatever. And it was the department, that, the department that never took time off. And then she switched to the department that was notorious for like being lazy because they gave family leave and like wow. have better work-life balance, you know? Yeah. And she was like, I feel like a fraud or I feel like people are gonna judge me if I go to this department, but it's what I really want. Well, guess what? She switched to that department. She ended up getting her promotions like rapidly. She ended up moving up. The- like,
0: isn't that funny? It's like- yeah again, like whether or not you believe in universe, God, whatever it is, it's literally them being like, no, mm-hmm. go this way. Like, like stop trying. Sign, here. We are blocking you from moving mm-hmm. forward. It's, yep. it's really interesting that you like, they, I mean, just all of this conversation too, because I feel like right now there's so many people that just feel this way. They feel this yeah. way in their job. They feel this way in their relationship. They feel this way in, you know, starting that dream business or having that dream life or like being a travel bot, whatever it is. But I also feel like too, you know, and I want to ask you this, it is such a scary move. Mm -hmm. It is so terrifying and paralyzing to think about making that move. How do you guide people? Or maybe like, what's the biggest piece of advice for people where they're like, you're talking to me, I am stuck. I know I got a shift, but I'm afraid of not making money or I'm afraid of what people will think or I'm afraid of not being in this relationship anymore. Mm -hmm. What is your biggest piece of advice for them? So
1: there's two ways that
0: I want to talk about
1: this. The first is because I think money is a tricky conversation because there is an element of like needing to pay your bills and survive.
0: Yep. And I'm so happy that you (laughs) are saying that because I feel like a lot of the narrative is like, the money will come through and it's like, Mm -hmm. yes, but like, what is the game plan? Like, let's have, let's have a playbook at least.
1: And I studied, becoming a dietitian, I had to study a lot about public health. And one of the things you talk about with public health is like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Yeah. It's your physiological needs and your safety needs are not met you cannot go up the ladder you cannot work on your self-actualization or work on prosperity because you're fighting for your life (laughs) like that it's plain and simple and yet I fell into that trap I fell into the like manifestation vibes and I still believe in manifestation but the way that I believe in it now is totally different I ended up racking up so much. And this is something I talk about uh, on my podcast too, is like, I ended up racking up so much debt in 2020 and 2021, like investing in mentors and investing in these things because I thought this will help me get out of scarcity and this will help me do this. And so I ended up filing for bankruptcy last year to get rid of my debt because I was like, this is holding me back. Mm -hmm. And I I need a clean slate. Like I just need to be done with it. I don't want to pay this off for the next three to five years and carry this energy with me. I'm done. Love it. So in that, the way that I talk to people about money is like, get your needs met 100%. If you're worried about money, I, there's not a lot I can do for you if you're not paying your bills. Like I, I'm i never gonna take on a client who that's like their last dollar yeah. because it's just ethically that's not aligned. And it's also like, you're not gonna be able to receive the coaching. You're not gonna be able to get out of scarcity because your body is like physically in this
0: fight or flight. God, that it, is such a breath of fresh air. I feel yeah. like to hear Cause I feel like, again, there's, there's such a narrative and, you know, I mean, I champion coaches, but there are some coaches that that's not what their necessary necessarily, their, their biggest concern is. Let's just say, let's just put it that way. Exactly. And it's scary to see a lot of that, especially having fallen
1: into that in the past. And I totally take responsibility for my role of that. And also like, That was the dominant narrative in the coaching space for a long time. So it's really important to be talking about this stuff. So I always tell people, do what you got to do. If you want to leave your corporate job, then leave your corporate job and go get a side job, go do something to pay your bills. Mm -hmm. and then let's do this thing. Like, you don't have to stay in this soul-sucking corporate job in order to build your business. You could go get a serving job. You could go get a phone-it-in job. I tell people this all the time. Go get a job where the manager is really nice, Mm. like the company culture. You leave at five and you're done at five. And it's not actually pushing you. Like, you're not overachieving. You're not being pushed in your career. You're literally just doing the bare minimum of the job and showing up because then let's build your business on the side.
0: I mean, yes. Preach. Yeah. I feel like, oh, I mean, I feel like there's so many other things I want to ask you just around like financial alignment. But I mean, I think the biggest thing here is that I I love that you talk about survival, Mm -hmm. right? I love that you talk about that element because again, you cannot manifest, you cannot energetically be okay and like fake it, I mean, I'm sure there's some people that have like, you know, faked it till they make it. And that's great. That worked for them, but in a sustainable way, you cannot want to get to this next level. If physically you're not there right. and you're not, you don't feel protected. You don't feel safe. So from that kind of standpoint, let's also move on now to once there are people are already there right. and yeah. they're already moving up. What is the next step for those people? Yeah. What, is, what does that look like? Because that's also a really
1: interesting thing. I have this mini course called the five days to face your finances that I created Ooh.
0: after um, going through the bankruptcy process and avoiding my finances for years, right? Wait, I kind of love this. Yeah, let's definitely include this in the show notes because I feel like that's really helpful for people.
1: Yeah, it's. I'm, I'll send you the link after, but it's one of the things that I have a lot of my clients do who are in a lot of money scarcity is I have them actually sit down what are your expenses? What is your income? What runway do you have? How how many months could you go yeah. and like be okay? And nine out of ten times, if not ten out of ten times, the client will come back and be like, "Oh, you were right. I actually have the money." <laughs> but they were telling themselves that they didn't, you know, yeah. because. Money scarcity shows up at all income levels. I mean, I I always give the example of the people, the richest people in our society who seem like they're hoarding wealth and they're hoarding, you know, their money. They're sitting on top of piles and piles of money and they're just making more of it and all these things. And like, they'll do anything to make more, even though they have enough for generations and generations to come. I would bet you so much money that they have deep money scarcity. Mm. And that's... Generational, it doesn't really matter how many zeros you have in the bank account because if you're not addressing the money stuff and you're not addressing the fear, you're gonna be operating out of fear. So when we talk about taking a risk, some of the things that I I tell people is like, okay, there's the financial risk. Yes. There's also the like fear of failing, fear of being seen, fearing a fear of disappointing people, whatever fears are coming up around taking this big risk to leave your corporate job or whatever it is. Is your comfort zone actually that comfortable? That's the first question most people are like, no, I'm miserable. (laughs) So is your comfort zone actually that comfortable? No. And then the second question is like, the thing with fear and scarcity is that when you operate and move from those places, you just create more of it.
0: Oh God. I mean, I, again, I, where were you like five years ago? (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? I, I know everyone listening to this is just is just absorbing all of this because it's so true. And I think again, like I'm relating this all back to my personal journey, right? Mm-hmm. And like where I've been, I, and I've talked about this in my career, but I feel like I've had to crawl and grasp onto things and do things that, which is honestly what led me to becoming an investor mm-hmm. in order for me to move and get to an income or a lifestyle that I wanted to do or wanted to be at. Right. and. I think that as you're talking about this, all of this makes so much sense to me because I had been living in such a scarcity mindset that there were so many actions and so many learning lessons that came from that. It eventually got me to where I want to be, but that also included a lot of mindset work that included a lot of therapy, a lot of kind of backtracking and looking at where I'm currently at, where I want to be. But again, in retrospect, I think that again, if you can just sit with it And understand your financials, but also understand where you want to be and come at that from an aligned standpoint. It will move you from, I don't have anything to eat tonight. How am I going to pay my rent? To, okay, I now have options and opportunities in which Mm. I get to have control of what the next step is.
1: Yeah. And if we're talking physiological, right? If we're talking grounded in reality, not just, Carl Young shadow work, which obviously that's my jam. But <laughs> if we're really talking physiological, when you are in a fight or flight response, which is scarcity, people are like, What is scarcity and what is abundance? Well, scarcity really is like a fight or flight response. You're yes, you're fighting a fear, you're fighting something that you feel like is a threat to you even if that threat is not real, you could have lows in the bank. You could have you could have the best idea in the world that I'm looking at you and I'm like, oh my God, this is such a good idea. This happens all the time. It's like, you have such a good business idea and there's still so much fear. It feels like the biggest threat in the world. Mm-hmm. You're only operating in the short term mm. because the number one goal, your brain turns off like any processing, like higher processing, any long-term thinking, any like logical thinking, all your brain is, you know, the people talk about the reptilian brain or whatever, all your brain is focused on is how do I get out of the scary situation? Yeah. Yeah. But people live in that 24 seven. So you're always operating in the short term. You're always just trying to get out of the next scary situation. Next, you know, you're not thinking long-term, you're not making decisions that are good for your long-term. You're not, you're not thinking about your goals. You're not thinking about your dreams. You're not thinking about your values or your ethics. You're thinking, how am I going to get out of this situation? Even if it's not actually a threat to me, our brains don't know the difference.
0: Yeah. You know what you're, I mean, I feel like, again, this might be mind blowing for some people, or maybe some people have heard this, but I know again, in my personal journey in business, I was actually living in that fight or flight mode to the point where I actually fried my nervous system. Yep. And it is so true. And I remember even looking at my businesses and I'm just being like, I hate this. I hate this. Like every day is a new fire. Every day is a new panic attack. And I was in this cycle of, instead of being like, let's look at the trajectory and look what's happening. And like, you know, I get to decide where we're going and what journey we go on. And instead I was in this reactive, defensive, everything is going wrong. I have zero control over my life and over the businesses. And I am again, not safe. I, nothing is safe. This is just things coming at me. Mm-hmm. And so I love when you talk about that because I, uh, that is a true thing. And it actually is something where it's like, if you do feel these things, you may be in this place and that's okay. There are right. so many ways to work through it. Mm-hmm. And accepting and becoming aware of you being in this state is the first step. And then from that point, we get to heal, we get to move forward, we get to do the work and it's not always the easiest work, but it is the work that's going to get you to the next level or get you to where you want to be.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, people always want to know, like, is, especially new entrepreneurs are always like, do I need a coach? I don't want to invest in a coach. Do I need this? Do I need that? And it's like, you're not investing in a coach because there's some like mythical mindset that we have that, you know, successful coaches or successful business owners have that you don't, right? But there's not something unique about me. I used to think that all the time that there was something like special about my mentors that made them successful. That was like the reason that I wasn't, you know? Yeah. And this is, I used to think that after building one successful business, like, the brain will absolutely play tricks on you. The point is to have a place where not only are you calming down the nervous system, like getting out the fear. I tell people all the time, if you're feeling afraid, if you're feeling stuck, turn on your camera just for yourself and cry it out. Oh, Be afraid, be stuck, like cry it out. Don't try to bypass it. Let yourself be in it until it it releases on its own. And then let's talk about, what would be a values-based decision? What would be a long-term decision for you that isn't coming from this place of fear? Let me call you out lovingly on, you know, the self-sabotage and the fear and the the scarcity and the shame. And let's work on the shame because that shame is going to keep you stuck in the cycle.
0: Oh, Whitney, you are incredible. (laughs) Incredible. I, I could, I could chat you all day long and just, and just nerd out on my know. energy. And we, I mean, I'm so sorry. We didn't even get to human design, but no, it's fine. First off, thank you so much for coming on the show and thank yeah. you for talking with me. I, as I wrap this up, I always have one last question that I ask all my guests and I'm, an, I'm very interested. I'm very curious to hear what your answer is to this, mm-hmm. but what does influence mean to you? Ooh. Okay. I think influence is hmm,
1: the first thing that comes to mind is speaking passionately about something Mm -hmm. and advocating for something so naturally that people are influenced by you Mm -hmm. just because of the level of passion and energy and like love that you're bringing to it. I love that. So for me, it's like I've gone on this personal development journey for five years. And I would say the number one place that I'm influential is amongst my closest friends. Mm -hmm. Because I'm one of the only people in my friend group that is doing this, that's in entrepreneurship. And they have all gone on their personal development journeys Right alongside me, because they've been watching me do it, and it's just because I was talking about it passionately and being part of it and advocating for it and all these things. Mm-hmm. that's what influences. So people talk about wanting influence online or wanting influence in their career, and it's like, well, look at all the people that you're probably influencing right now that you have no idea, just because you're leading with passion.
0: I could not agree more, and I think that even you're tapping into something again and bringing this down to the physical because it's where my brain goes. but like mm-hmm. you're the fi- you are the five people that you hang out the most with. So if you are diving into this work, naturally, you are communicating it naturally. Other people are hearing it, you know, seeing it, feeling it. And I just, I love that. I think that was an incredible way to describe influence. Winnie, where can everyone find you? Yes. Please drop, you know, the courses, the links, all the fun things. And we're definitely going to link that financial. I think it was a financial course, mm-hmm. but I definitely want to link that as well in the show notes.
1: Yeah. So my everything is Whitney Catalano, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. I am a lot on TikTok recently and Instagram. Those are my two main. It's Um, a great
0: name. You know, you can't go wrong with Whitney. Exactly.
1: That's how I feel. (laughs) And it's, you know what? It's unique. So. I like that. Yeah. Um, com, and I'll link to the five days to face your finances mini course. I mean, it's super cheap so that literally anyone can get it because I don't want your avoidance to be a barrier to you getting on top of your finances. Mm-hmm. And then in terms of like booking calls with me and stuff, I offer a free clarity call for people who are interested in coaching. So you can just go to my link in bio and, you know,
0: find, find that. Whitney, you are absolutely amazing. You guys also... Please look out for me on Whitney's podcast. It's all made up anyway. I'm so excited. And you know, you guys leave us a review. Let us know if you liked it. Please reach out to Whitney in the DMs. I'm so excited. Yes, I'd love to hear. Yes. And Whitney, thank you for going under the info. Thank you.